Well, Rabbit, it seems you stopped being a Dalek just in time. Good, in you get. Down to the arsenal. Thank you for joining us on a quick trip through space and time. My name is Caleb. And I'm Mac. And this is a podcast where a Doctor Who beginner and a Doctor Who veteran go through each episode of Doctor Who and give their thoughts on it. And today we are talking about Planet of the Daleks. Yes. You were 100% sure on three of the four <laughs> words in this title. It was the, it is the first one that was the clincher. <laughs> that, that was the tricky part. Yes. Planet of the Daleks was written by... Terry Nation, <sighs> directed by David Maloney, produced by Barry Letts, and aired April 7th, 1973 to May 12th, 1973. Now, I was going to ask you if you remember anything Terry Nation wrote. Do you remember anything Terry Nation wrote? Uh, he is the Dalek guy. He is the Dalek guy. So uh, the Dalek episodes prior <laughs> to everything up to Evil of the Daleks. Um, actually, everything up to Power of the Daleks. Power of the Yeah, he, he wrote he wrote all Dalek episodes for the first Doctor, including the good half of Dalek Master Plan. So yeah, that includes the Daleks. He also wrote Keys of Marinus, Dalek Invasion of Earth, The Chase, and Dalek Master Plan. What we're trying to say is Terry Nation is the GOAT. <laughs> he, he really is. He really is. He is. The only miss he's had is the Daleks, and I guess dalek master plan but that one wasn't his fault because the other writer was was the other writer the other writer was the one we hated <laughs> yeah he he's the one who wrote the reign of terror i genuinely forget what that that author's name is and i'm okay with that <laughs> we're in the same room this time for once oh my god alone oh and maybe naked maybe maybe possibly there there is subscribe to our patreon to find out there is some shin exposure <laughs> we also went to gen con today and i'm tired tired <laughs> i'm very tired uh so in a couple seconds for you it's gonna be like half a day because i don't have the strength to record tonight it's I don't not have happening the will. oh i don't i really don't but uh, this is going to be fun. Caleb, given everything you know about Doctor Who and given the title of this episode, uh, The Planet of Daleks, and given the ending to the last episode, what do you think this episode is going to be about? Keeping in mind that this was originally going to be the second half of a 12-parter that started with the last episode. So the last episode ends on a cliffhanger with the Doctor calling the Time Lords. Mm -hmm. For some reason. For some reason. My theory, this is my theory. Okay. The Doctor is not calling for help. He is seeing this like, this is my opportunity to wipe out the Time Lords. <laughs> hmm. So he, injured, is like, I'm going to call the Time Lords to this planet of the Daleks, which is not their planet, but a planet they uh, conquistadored. Uh, that is a verb now. <laughs> and he sets a trap for the Time Lords to be exterminated by the Daleks in exchange for his own life. I know of very specific fans of our podcast that are laughing at your prediction right now <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah i'm eager to find out and you know what i get to fall back onto my old viewing habits i get to watch it all at once <laughs> this my is god this is great i love it it's like it's like i'm a former addict and someone's given me permission to just go hog wild tonight <laughs> Meanwhile, I will have to strap myself into a chair and <laughs> watch six episodes in a row. And on that note, we will see you all in the future. Let's get going.
And we're back. May have just been a couple seconds for you, but it was 14 hours for us. Not the quickest turnaround, but I'm I'm still a fan of the quick turnaround. I think it's our second highest turnaround. And I only overdosed a little bit by doing all of the Doctor Who at once. So, <laughs> but uh, pleasant surprise. I mean, not pleasant surprise. It was Terry Nation. Oh, Terry Nation, you've done it again. I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, liked, it was good. I liked it. It definitely got a little slower towards the end. Six it, episodes is still too long. It, it got a little bit to the Daleksy, but it was good. I feel like we've even said, just assume that if it's six episodes long, it should have been four episodes. Like, we've said that phrase. Yes. Enough times. It should have been four episodes. T-shirts coming soon. <laughs> really? Honestly, if we were going to have any sort of merchandise, that would be it. <laughs> Um, is that and the artist Dalek. Yeah, did you have any, uh, thoughts before we go in, like, of general uh, thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Like the last episode, which I think I like less since we talked about it. It was just a good episode and not, like, a meh episode. Yeah. Or I have no notes because it's so nothing. Oh, yeah, probably worth noting. It did actually, uh, crack my top five. It is my number five slot right now, but we'll, we'll see if it fits there because it is a pattern. For Third Doctor episodes right now of I place it in my rankings and then as time goes on, it finds itself moving about in the rankings. Because <laughs> I start to think about it. I'm like, ah, oh, it's pretty good. It was all right. I mean, there were, there were some things that could have been improved. It might have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's let, let's get into it. All right, well, um, I guess I'll just start reading the first episode description. After Joe helps the doctor into the TARDIS to rest, she finds an audio log and makes a report of his condition. When the TARDIS lands, she leaves him behind to go find some help. While roaming around, the plant squirts a weird fluid on her, gross, and she finds a spaceship that has crash-landed. The captain appears to be dead. The doctor awakens to find Joe missing, but is trapped inside the TARDIS. Joe is held at gunpoint by three men, Terran, Kodal, and Weber. All are the surviving members of the crew, and they agree to help Joe get the Doctor from the TARDIS, but Joe has to stay behind. She agrees, but has to hide when an invisible creature ransacks the ship. The men save the Doctor from the TARDIS, and he realizes they are Thals from Skaro. They are on the planet Spiridon, and as they make their way back to the TARDIS, they find a Dalek that had turned invisible. So near the top of the episode, the TARDIS has taken off, and uh, the Doctor is starting to um, become delirious. And I'm not sure if you noticed this. You probably you probably don't even remember it at all. Uh, the beds have significantly improved. <laughs> the last time we saw the beds, I think, was in the web planet, I think, when Barbara needed to lay down. And they, it was like this weird, like, curvy Yeah, shit. the weird crescent thing. Because the beds showed up in that and also showed up in Edge of Destruction. I think those are the only times beds have shown up. Now it's just something you, like... Pull out, pull out of the fucking drawer. Yeah, pull out of the wall, and it's just, like, in the drawer. I'm like, that's an improvement on the beds. I know that's absolutely a note of absolutely zero consequence to anyone but me, but... <laughs> <laughs> and then while he's uh, delirious, he asks Joe to make a record of anything that's, uh, that's important that changes while she's on the TARDIS. And she pulls out the advanced technology of a Betamax cassette. <laughs> Which is supposed to be like a like a, a tape recorder kind of thing, but is it's just a cassette. It, it's just a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? The doctor seems to go into a coma after having light head trauma with surprising frequency. Because I think this is like the third time this has happened. It happened in Spearhead, I know, and I think I think it happened in Demons, 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 yeah, something like that. The doctor, he's got he's got a newborn baby skull. I guess he's just like he's like ah, ooh, I got a I got a scratch. Hold on, I need to sleep for seven days. So Joe goes out onto the plant surface to find help for the doctor, and is immediately met by the most erotic plants I've ever seen in a show. This is gonna sound so weird, just right out of the gate. There's a lot of jizz in this episode. <laughs> a lot. There's just, they're just squirting. They're just absolutely just squirting liquid and like, it's just like very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and like, but before she even goes out, like there's like some sort of like squirting liquid that happens on the scanner that she's looking at. And it, it was just, 
it it reminded me of um inky from mario kart oh how, yeah. like all the ink just like gets on the screen that's what it reminded me of and then joe look at the balls on joe just goes out onto an alien planet all by herself my theory is she, she saw that score and she saw the straight bukkake action she's like, she's like i gotta get in on that she's like well i should at least look around <laughs> and then she noticed that there was ah, some weird liquid stuff on her coat she took off her coat and um then she saw some was a footprints that she saw on the ground i yeah. think yeah she saw footprints on the ground and for some reason she decided to take her gloves off and touch it and i'm like why why would you ever take your gloves off in this situation <laughs> it seems like a bad idea no matter what um surprise our hand gets squirted on yeah is this the first time we've ever had to deal with like a lack of oxygen in the tardis i think a lack of oxygen yeah that's weird right that feels like something that i thought was weird because didn't the doctor like specifically say like two episodes ago that he doesn't need oxygen yeah i think he did or like he needs less oxygen i don't know i don't know how binary vascular systems work but sure why not that works i could have sworn in um frontier in space when on the fucking irrelevant episode yes when they're trapped in the chamber with no oxygen and they get out and he was like oh no 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 that just would have been a problem for you i would have been fine yeah yeah but it, it's weird because i don't remember the tardis ever like having a finite oxygen supply that we've had to worry about before yeah and then it seems like he got an error message when he was trying to open the door maybe i was misinterpreting it or something but didn't it seem like like it wasn't opening the door because there was a low oxygen supply. Was I misreading, misunderstanding that? That that's how it kind of came across. I mean, you find out later in this episode that like this like spore has grown over the doors, and yes. that's why it won't open. Yeah, it doesn't really say that. It seems like it's saying, "Hey, there's no oxygen here, so you can't leave. <laughs> Produce some more oxygen first, and then you can leave here." And also, like, why was it low in the first place? Nothing really happened to make it. Like, it's not like yeah. the TARDIS was damaged or anything. It just kind of left the Agron planet and then appeared on this planet. And then Joe meets up with the Thal crew members. She, like, tells them all about, like, the Doctor and the TARDIS. And she's like, they're like, hold the, fo- hold the phone. We've heard of that before in ancient <laughs> legends. And so they agreed to protect her and, like, put her in this almost, like, panic room kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's a broom closet it's a broom closet and then an invisible creature comes into the ship and is like looking around inside and then it leaves and then joe tries to leave and i'm like why you do that joe (laughs) the enemy is invisible stay in the broom closet joe I found the sequence kind of funny just because, like, so much of it is, like, you hear all this rallying around, and then there's this green screen effect of, oh, the fire extinguisher is moving through the air. They're, they're just really excited about this new kind of filmmaking technology <laughs> they have. It's kind of like how early 3D movies was, like, the camera is angled so that the yo-yo will go straight into oh, the audience. Yeah. Like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> The Thals agree to like go help the Doctor and get him out of the TARDIS because um, because they're curious about this shit. To see if the, it's a if the creature of legend is is actually true, and they manage to chisel the spores off of the TARDIS door and then take him out. And then the Doctor notes that they're Thals, and I'm like, how can you tell? Because the Thals just kind of look like humans, except you know the blonde hair and blue eyes but other than that other than that they are distinctly aryan yeah they're, so. they're a very aryan race i mean i had the suspicion when i saw that i was like are they thals <laughs> i do kind of like how many callbacks there are in this episode especially because this is this is basically terry nation's chance to remake the daleks mm-hmm. there's a lot in this story that's very similar to the daleks and so it's it's just kind of neat that the Thals like have the legend of Dr. Ian, Barbara, and Susan from the TARDIS who helped save them from the Daleks originally. And how they're, after several generations, a lot more willing to throw the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like that 
it's because of the doctor that the dolls are more willing to throw down. We're pretty peaceful. We're peaceful-ish. And then Joe is starting to get sick and like takes off her glove and just sees all the the spores that are growing on her skin. And I was like, oh no, Joe's gonna become a clicker. And then uh, the doctor and the thals are going back to their ship, and they see like an indent in the ground, and they're like. Here, take this super advanced technology that will allow you to see what is invisible in front of you. Uh, it's a spray can. It, it's just paint spray. It's, it's, not like a, it's not like a fancy, but they make it sound like, oh, this super advanced technology. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's an invisible Dalek. Whoa. whoa oh my god there's a dalek on the episode called the planet of the daleks can you believe it who would have guessed and that was episode one. Oh, all right all right episode two i didn't consult parse wiki that much when i wrote these so my sequencing is not completely accurate as you're about to find out <laughs> the thals reveal the daleks have a lab on the planet and are trying to master invisibility the doctor is sprayed by the same type of plant as joe and theron freaks out and starts treating it he explains that the juice is a fungal infection that will slowly take over the body. Cut to Joe having a gross mushroom hand. On their way back, Kodal makes a diversion so the group can escape a native spirit on patrol and is captured. The Doctor and team arrive to the ship just before the dogs do, and they blow it up with Joe presumably inside and capture the Doctor. He finds himself in a cell with Kodal, and they try to make a plan to escape. The Doctor pulls out the audio log, which he found at the ship, and listens to Joe's reports. Taryn and Vabier argue about what to do next, and Vabier threatens to kill Theron. Taryn, whatever his fucking name is. Their argument is interrupted by another Thal ship crashing. The only survivors are Latep, Merritt, and a woman named Rebek. Rebek tells them they, are, they intercepted a message from the Dalek Supreme Command saying there are 10,000 Daleks on the planet. Just for the record, I did not catch, like, any of the Thal's names. <laughs> like, any of them. I remember Rebek, because she's the girl. Don't remember any of the others. <laughs> they were completely interchangeable to me. You complain about all the aliens that look exactly the same. That was me this episode. Yep. I I could not tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> I knew who they were strictly in relation to where they were with other ones. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, that's the angry one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the angry one. That's the leader one. That's the thirsty one. And that one's... Um, Kooky spice. I don't know. Kooky spice. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there was a moment early on where um, the doctor is talking to the angry one, and the angry one is like, "We need to attack the the Dalek city right now," and the doctor's like, "That's a dumb idea, and you're dumb for thinking it." And uh, the doctor like looks away and is talking about something. And while they're having this conversation, you kind of like see like this weird vine thing like sneaking, uh, snaking its way through the undergrowth. And then the doctor looks away and then looks back and angry one is just like wrapped the fuck up by that vine. I was like, <laughs> that thing moves fast. <laughs> Not fucking around. <laughs> then I was like calling it now. Spiridons are peaceful. They are kind of. They're also like enslaved by the Daleks and seem kind of okay with it. There was one that was that was not on the side of the Daleks, but everybody else is like, eh, this, this is what we're doing now. Well, I guess this is what we are. Not saying they deserved it. <laughs> Not saying they deserved it. They just seem kind of, all right, about yeah. it. <laughs> they just seem very accepting of it. Then the Daleks are about to blow up the Thal ship, and the Doctor thinks Joe was on board the ship at the time, so he jumps in front of the Daleks and tells them not to. I know this is an issue with, like, literally every single Dalek, <laughs> Dalek <laughs> story and scene and moment in general. Why don't they kill the doctor? Why do they leave? They're like, we need to interrogate this creature, and then they paralyze him. Which, again, the last time that they just shot someone and just paralyzed them was Ian in the Daleks. <laughs> That's the only time they ever shot to paralyze. But they say they're going to interrogate him, and I'm like, why? 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 Your plan's pretty, uh, pretty much set in stone now. I'm not entirely sure what you're trying to accomplish here <laughs> this is the most number of daleks i remember seeing on screen at once not not counting power power yeah which was animated so it doesn't count found out that apparently 
they had commissioned several more Dalek props to be used, but they were very shoddily made and they like didn't trust anybody to actually pilot them. They just used them as placeholders. <laughs> You'll notice in a lot of the scenes, there will be a lot of Daleks like standing around in one scene, but only like two or three of them are actually moving. Yeah, I did notice that. Because <laughs> uh, I was wondering, I was like, I bet those dogs don't move. I bet they don't work. <laughs> what, you want us to hire more actors? No, fuck that. They're just going to put there. You want uh, us to actually build this and not cheap out on it? No. <laughs> Apparently one of them was a prop that Terry Nation just, kept as a souvenir and it was just like yeah. hanging out of this house he's like yeah you can borrow it and then i do like that uh apparently the way the daleks invaded this planet was that they bombarded it with bacteria first and because it was weakened that's when they moved in which is exactly what they did in dalek invasion of earth <laughs> again the callbacks are everywhere I find it interesting that they even bar with bacteria because later in the plot you realize that they're developing another bacteria to finish the job. It seems like their go-to move, apparently. <laughs> like, we need to kill a lot of people all at once. And it'd be... <sighs> it'd be just a pain to go through the jungle and shoot them. Like, it'd take forever. Let's do bacteria again. <laughs> Let's invest a ton of R&D into this biological <laughs> weapon instead. That'll be faster. You know, Joe was rescued by one of the Spiridons, Wester. I liked Wester. He seemed cool for an invisible yeah. guy. And, you know, he cured Joe of her of her spores. And she asked him what will happen to the Doctor and the other Thals if they're captured by the Daleks. And Wester pauses when he, when he says this. He's like, they will be used in their experiments. I'm like, that... That sounded weirdly sexual. <laughs> Kinky. They'll be used in their... Experiments. <laughs> and just like, everything else on the planet having a weird sexual connotation to it with the squirting and the tentacles and everything. I'm like, this is a perverted planet, isn't it? <laughs> it's just sex. It's just smut. And ev all the spiritons being invisible... Uh, <laughs> anyway i'm ready for episode three of you are. episode three baby last episode joe was rescued by a spirit on named wester who cured her mushroom thing and explained his people have been enslaved by the daleks now he is helping her sneak into the dalek lab taren tells his team about ice lava or something i don't know it's really dumb the daleks are using it as air conditioning they want to blow a hole in the vents and flood the dalek lab with the stuff However, they get stuck in the vents, and the Doctor and Kobol have to help them out after they escape. Merritt is killed as they run, and the group is trapped in a room with no other exits. The Doctor learns about the chamber holding the Dalek army, and they jerry-rig some sort of balloon that lift them out of the room through a big shaft in the ceiling. Uh, something I really like about this story, just in general, is that there's practically no recap at the beginning of each story. Yeah, at the, end of, at the beginning of each episode. It very much just keeps moving. Yeah, because there have been so many stories where, like, the first three minutes of an episode is just the last three minutes of the previous episode. Well, oh, that was a big problem. That was a big critique of ours from Frontier in Space is it kept doing mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. But this one is, like, you get ten seconds. You get the last <laughs> ten seconds of the last episode. And I appreciate that. This is when the... Uh, the other Thals crash land and meet up with the Doctor. And I was like, whoa, look, more Expendables. I mean, backup. <laughs> and then, shockingly, none of them die. I was genuinely surprised. Not like, for a good while, at least. Well, well, one of them died, but it was one of the ones that was originally there. But, like, none of the other Thals died. Oh, yeah, I guess not. They and, all there. <laughs> and I was genuinely shocked, because I was like, all right, time to start picking them off one by one. Didn't happen. I don't remember the context for this i'm assuming uh it talked about how the daleks were able to survive the harsh environment of spirit on but uh the doctor says the line the daleks armor acts as a sort of shield i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong but pretty sure all armor does that <laughs> <laughs> and then the doctor is being shown this all right, this part's just straight up dumb. This is there's no excuse in this. The the molten ice, yeah, of the core of the planet, and I'm like, he's like interesting. It's ice that never gets hard, and I'm like, 
I'm pretty sure ice that never gets hard is just really, really, really cold water. Water, water at 33 <laughs> degrees. I'm just like... Uh, I mean... This happens a couple times, and I'm kind of... It kind of annoyed me a little bit. Because it, it seems like they were trying to go for, like, a, a liquid nitrogen kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's a... Like, it's almost like a plasma, maybe. Mm-hmm. But if these things are supposed to be as cold as lava is hot, they sure do, like, just kind of... Uh, stick their hands in it. Stick their hand in it, wait in it a little bit. It just, like... It feels like it should be instant death upon touch, is what it should be. But yeah. they say that it's kind of like that, but then they do otherwise. It kind of annoyed me a little bit. I miss the fall pants. Oh, yes. I was kind of hoping that, like, their spacesuits would have the weird diamond shape along <laughs> the sides. <laughs> it's also important to bring up Rebeck, because it's been a while since we've had an alien babe in the show. <laughs> Yeah, bag is my type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's... I didn't think she was very babish, but, like, yeah. She was a fall woman, which means she was thin, pretty, and blonde, <laughs> so... So my type. <laughs> well, Caleb, unfortunately, you might have competition with, yeah. with, with, her, with her affections. <laughs> I say might because I genuinely don't know if the other character was, like, her lover or her brother <laughs> it's never made entirely clear we, hey we don't know much about thal culture maybe it's both <laughs> he's very weird about her though like every time she's like within like half a foot of him he's like grabbing her hand or has his hand on her thigh it's really weird look if you told me that there was a lot of inbreeding in the thal race i would believe you I because they all look exactly you. the same <laughs> so until the show tells me otherwise, I'm going to assume they are incestuous brother and sister. Just incest. <laughs> the Spiridons, who are invisible, in order to be seen by their Dalek masters, wear like these big, huge furs that just kind of go over them. That just They look like Yetis. They look like Grimace. They look like Grimace. They look even more like Grimace than the Yetis did, because these are actually purple. Those furs looked comfy as fuck, and I wanted one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Something that kind of irritated me was uh, they kept explaining, like, oh, like, that's what the Spiritons use to, like, resist the cold. I was like, yeah, but where does the fur come from? They don't just have the furs. What the fuck did they kill to get them? I don't know. Apparently, there's a lot of wildlife on the on the planet that we didn't actually see, but we see their glowing eyes in the darkness in a later episode. And then we waste both of our bullets on them we'll get to that <laughs> joe's plan to sneak into the dalek fortress is to like hop into the compost heap yeah that the, that the spiridons are are pushing into the dalek fortress i'm like sure do hope they don't just toss whatever is in there into like the incinerator or whatever because <laughs> i mean look she's taking action she's taking charge she has ideas yeah no i i applaud it it is worth noting, accomplishes nothing. Not Abs- even a Like, little. not even a little bit. She successfully sneaks into the fortress, kind of overhears the Dalek plot that the Doctor and the Thals had already figured out, and then she leaves the fortress. Which is weird, because, like, I was pretty sure she was there to rescue the Doctor in the first place, but he escaped on his own, and then he needed her help. So her sneaking into the fortress accomplished <laughs> actually nothing. The Doctor and Prisoner Thal... They jerry-rigged this device with what they have, which really reminded me of... Did you ever watch Dave the Barbarian? Yes. <laughs> it reminded me of the part in Dave the Barbarian where uh, the narrator is like, And Dave, using his quick thinking, was able to fashion a megaphone using a squirrel, a piece of string, and a megaphone. <laughs> it's just like you tied a squirrel to a megaphone. Because, like... It's like, oh man, I just have this use... I have this useless thing, this useless thing, this useless thing... Also, this really advanced piece of technology and a sonic screwdriver. I think I have a plan. <laughs> um, but they managed to use it to, like, disable the Dalek that comes into the into the prison cell. It almost felt kind of creepy when it died. I kind yeah. of really liked it. 
because like they put it on its head its helmet and it was just like freak it was like freaking the fuck out it's like ah, 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 ah. and then just stopped <laughs> like it just froze <laughs> and, and went silent and i was like <laughs> yeah the heebie-jeebies a doctor malicious murderer and then immediately afterwards <laughs> says and i quote for a man who abhors violence, I took a great amount of satisfaction from that. I'm like, <laughs> feel like there's a lot we could say about that. <laughs> a lot we could say. For a man who abhors violence, I sure do use violence a lot. <laughs> and I feel good doing it. Have I ever told you about Venusian Aikido? <laughs> and then the doctor and prisoner Thal are being super stealthy. They're sneaking around the fortress they're super sneaky. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. And then a Dalek starts to round around the corner. And before they had, before the Dalek even reacted to it, the doctor's just like, get back, get back. <laughs> Run! I'm like, I'm like, it's like super stealthy, super stealthy, super stealthy. Get back. There's a Dalek right over there. It might see us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, there really is just, like, jizz everywhere in this story. Because the other Thals were, like, coming through the ventilations, and the molten ice was, like, gaining on them, and they managed to get through the grate with the uh, Doctor and Prisoner Thal's help, uh, and they ran away, and the Daleks were coming after them. And then it was just Dalek money shot with the, yeah. <laughs> with the molten cold that just, like, came in and just splooged all over the Daleks. There's no other way to describe it. Just straight cum blast. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it Prisoner Dalek who, like, I'll hold them offs them while they try to get into yeah. the... Yeah. Okay, so it's Prisoner Dalek who um, is just like, you go, as, like, the door is coming down. He, he He's staying to hold the line and, like, shoots his gun. But, like, the Daleks weren't gonna get there very fast like the door was going to hold you died for nothing you were not holding any sort of line at all <laughs> he died for nothing and he was holding a map of being like here is where we placed all our bombs yeah the the daleks shot him down without even remotely breaking their gate like he yeah. did nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then while they're stuck in that uh laboratory room or whatever the cooling their refrigerator the Daleks, like, come back with, like, a blowtorch and are start, starting to cut through the door um, as they're panicking. Which, again, is another thing that happened in the Daleks. So, it feels like Terry Nation is just like, hey, remember that really shitty episode I did? Let me just redo that real quick. And we've complained about Doctor Who episodes repeating their stories before. But I feel like this is enough of a separation. It is different enough. It's it's definitely different enough. It just has a lot of very similar elements. It's not Kit Peddler doing the same story three times in a row. Uh-huh. It's it's Terry Nation looking back on an episode he did ten years ago and then said, I can do better. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. There's a subtle difference, but it is there. And then Joe successfully escapes from the city. And it's like, good job. You successfully did something she proved she's a spy she can get in and she, get out she can get in and get out without getting detected good job usually people do things when they get in but okay and i got the feeling terra nation didn't really know what to do with her yeah it, it really felt like joe was just kind of on the sidelines the entire time yeah she gets sprayed by the spores and then is almost immediately cured by it she just kind of one of the thals gets thirsty for her for, for some, some reason. reason like no genuine reason she teaches him how to do a handshake and he's like this is the first contact i've ever had with a woman ever i'm in love with you now you can literally see him like doing everything he can out to just jizz his pants <laughs> <laughs> well you know given this episode he probably did jizz his pants then they try to make a hot air balloon yeah and then the episode ends episode four <laughs> they're moving up the lift very slowly and the balloon begins to fall apart the group still manages to get out just in time and send a Dalek careening down the shaft. Joe heads out and tries to retrieve all the bombs the Thals planted before the Daleks do. The group then runs into Joe, and the Doctor is glad to see her alive. 
Taryn and Rebeck argue because he loves her and her womanly wiles are clouding his judgment. The group heads to the Plain of Stones to hide. Vapor and Theron argue again, and Vapor runs off with the bombs. Vapor is caught, though, and he will be brought to the leader of the Daleks. Because, again, an, a race that takes no prisoners sure does just... Takes lo- a lot of prisoners. They just really love taking prisoners, man. <laughs> it's so much fun. So, given how slow the ascent was of the uh, air balloon that they made, I thought the big dramatic thing was going to be that like one of the thals was going to like take out a knife and cut their own rope mm-hmm. so that it would lift up faster that's what i thought was going to happen uh it didn't the problem with that mac is that it would have been cool it would have been cool and instead we have the the conflict of oh no the air balloons the air balloons coming undone what do we do how we're we gonna get out oh we're good oh yep we're uh, fine. Yeah, uh, yeah it turns out we're fine yeah uh, it is funny, though, like, in the beginning of the episode, they're going up the shaft, and the dogs are like, shoot them! Shoot them before they go up the staff! <laughs> and their little fucking gun arms can't angle up enough to shoot straight up. The Daleks are capable of a lot of things. Pointing up is beyond their capabilities, apparently. And then the Daleks, now that they have this map of where all the bombs are, adorably just attached to one of the suction cups. Um... <laughs> Goes out to the woods to get the bombs, and uh, that's like hidden behind this rock. And the Daleks order like, "All right, let's let's get let's get the bombs." And they move towards the rocks, and then it cuts over to Joe to see her reaction. And then it cuts back over to the Daleks with all the bombs out on the ground. It's like we have successfully moved this rock and taken all of the bombs <laughs> out. Don't worry about how we just did. <laughs> <laughs> the Daleks call in like an anti-grav disc so that they'll be able to go up the lift after uh, the Doctor and the Thals. And this is a really shitty anti-grav disc because apparently it's going the exact same speed as this <laughs> air balloon that's holding up four people. And uh, the air balloon is unraveling and I thought that all four of them were going to like grab onto the side of the tunnel and then climb out the rest of the way. And, like, the Thals definitely climb out of the shaft. I guess, like, they were almost out. But for some reason, the Doctor is a lot lower than the rest of them. I don't know. Like, he he also latches onto the side of the shaft, but, like, he doesn't know how to use a fucking ladder, apparently. Because he's just there. I can see his next handhold. It's right there. <laughs> I don't know why he's not currently climbing, but they have to like lower some rope, and then it's not enough, so they have to lower more rope, and they like tie a noose <laughs> down, and it, like I know it's supposed to give him like a handhold, but it really felt like they were like, quickly doctor, hang yourself! It's the only way! <laughs> And it does feel like they come with trying to like loop it over his head. <laughs> like, I, I, I get it. So give me a couple more tries. It's like at a at a at a fair or something. It's like they're trying to catch the catch the head. Uh, um, this whole sequence takes entirely too fucking long. If yeah. you can't tell, no, it absolutely. It's does. like it takes, ten minutes of the episode. Yeah, it takes up a lot of the episode. And yeah, then this is where I'm like, I don't know if the Thals are lovers or siblings, given how much they all look the same. I am once again going with the incest theory. Joe meets back up with the group, and she says she knows where she she knows where she hid the bombs so that we can go get it. And uh, the doctor says, "Okay, you go get the bombs. We'll go over this." And then uh, Thirsty Thal is like, "Don't worry, I'll help you." And Joe's like, "Okay." And they go over four feet. <laughs> like you could have just pointed. Like you didn't have. To, it wasn't a big expedition. It's like okay, it's right over there. <laughs> it's weird how we all met up. Like right next to where i hid the bombs isn't it (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah and then joe like puts out her hand to shake his and and lingers on it for a long time just kind of stares at it and she's like oh well you you take your hand and you shake it and like shows that we're we're really good friends and and i just want to just like take her hand and just like and i jizzed in my pants (laughs) That's exactly how it feels. Also kind of has the Spongebob uh, feel of like, yes, we're friends. Just friends. 
I kind of wanted it to have a little bit more of that attitude, though, of, like, this guy's clearly into Joe, and Joe's just like, oh, ah, oh. huh, yeah, it's, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, by the end of the story, it feels like it's implying that she's has feelings for him, too. And I'm like, you had less words with him than you did with King Peladon. And I didn't buy it then either. <laughs> <laughs> and it's at this point that I was really annoyed with Angry Thal because he just will not shut the fuck up about just doing a fucking suicide run on the Dalek Fortress. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're complaining about like all the waiting and I get that, but also like, at least you're alive to complain about it. And shut the fuck up and then he goes off on his own to do the full frontal assault and wouldn't you know it he fucking dies and also i'm i'm fairly certain i know that actor from monty python like i know i've seen a monty python <laughs> skit with him in it. it he looks so familiar and yeah most of this episode was just the fucking hot air balloon thing yeah it's just the hot air balloon thing and then they go talk at some rocks and then that's it yeah they go to the rocks one thing I will say about this story that I really like, and given the fact that this is also the same guy who wrote Keys of Marinus, and this was a big compliment I had with that. One thing I really like about this episode, in that in the planet of the Daleks, the planet feels like a character as much as anybody else. Because mm-hmm. like it's got varied biomes, it has some interesting quirks about it, it has interesting creatures like it has the acidic plants, it has intelligent life that is invisible, it has... It has a fucking molten ice core. It has nights that are so cold that very few things can actually survive it. But the stones of in on the planet absorb all the heat during the daytime. So, like, most of the animals migrate towards those stones to keep warm. I don't know. It was cool. Like, it had, it had a very dynamic biome to it, and I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of that. So yeah, but yeah, I agree. You know, like it's all very cool, uh, and it does. It feels very interesting. Like kind of like you said, like it feels like its own character. So mm-hmm. yeah, episode five. Episode five. Taryn and Kodal wear grimace costumes and try to free Vaber, but he is killed when he tries to run away from the Daleks. We learn that the Daleks are going full biological warfare and have developed a bacteria that will destroy all life, and they have a process to make them and their slaves immune. Wester comes to the plains to warn the group of this. The Doctor realizes the lava ice can kill the Daleks, and he creates a plan to wipe out the army all at once. Joe and Latep accidentally lead a patrol of Daleks back to the plains, and the team dumps them into the pool of molten ice, confirming the Doctor's theory. The team splits up and sneaks into the Dalek lab by different means. The Doctor's group sees Wester in the bacteria chamber with the other Daleks. He sacrifices his life to release the bacteria before the Daleks can immunize everyone. The Daleks seal the chamber and realize they cannot open it without destroying themselves. A Dalek then notices the group and raises an alarm. Space gun has two space bullets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all at the rocks and the, you know, the the local wildlife, which is not necessarily very friendly, has started to come to the rocks as well. And like in order to scare them off, Rebek takes out her gun and like fires and then fires again when they get closer. And then... I guess she's out of charges. I'm like, yeah. Did you just bring the two bullets on the suicide mission? What uh, what was your plan here exactly? I mean, listen, the thaws are mostly peaceful. They only really ever need two bullets. It's <laughs> very true. Why did they set up a campfire? Wasn't the whole point of them being in this area that they were going to be huddling up against the rocks? Yeah, because the rocks were supposed to be warm. They're like superheated because of the sun from the day. Yeah. So why did they set up a camp? fire was it to ward off the the animals no because joe is acting cold and they're worried about the fire going out so they can stay warm but the rocks are keeping them warm yeah but they forgot about that and they have to talk <laughs> about the plants <laughs> I, guess, I mean they do use like the fire as like a torch to like ward off the animals but like eh, I, don't I don't know yeah um uh, it's weird and the whole sequence is pointless it's not like it adds anything anyway it's very much uh man guys we've got five and a half episodes pretty well written <laughs> i need 10 more minutes you killed enough time with the with the air balloon i i just i need just a little bit more time 
the Daleks kept calling everybody else aliens, and it kind of bugged me that they were including the Thals in that. They're from the same planet. <laughs> like, the Thals and Daleks are both from Skaro. I feel like everyone but the Thals should be referred to as aliens. I don't know. Then the Doctor and Leader Thal take the bombs and run after being disguised after disguising themselves as oh no it wasn't the doctor it was it was leader thal and other thal who were disguising themselves as a grimace and then stole the bombs and then left and like ran away and you pointed this out while we were watching it if it wasn't like super problematic i would almost say this should be another one of our t-shirts of just shoot them. <laughs> Just shoot them. <laughs> if it wasn't if it wasn't gonna cause more issues than not, I would almost say let's have a t-shirt that says "Just shoot them," because it's true. Like they just took your bombs. Well, they just took the bombs that you rightfully stole. Kill them. <laughs> Again, it's just weird that this race that literally just shouts extermination a lot does not do it very often. Again, like they they find this pool of molten ice and again assuming that it's supposed to be something like liquid nitrogen i really really hate that the doctor just like sticks his hand in and pulls it out and says yes yeah this should suffice for my plan i'm like if you can stick your hand in it that means it shouldn't suffice for your plan it means it's, <laughs> it's not that deadly and then apparently the daleks are also frustrated with all these all these other people getting involved and they say no prisoners are to be taken all aliens are to be exterminated and i said fucking finally that doesn't happen not even a little (laughs) because (laughs) because eventually they figure out who the doctor is and they're like he has vital information that could assist the daleks capture him at all costs i'm like or kill him before he stops you fucking again but this is whatever it's fine it's whatever this is only the guy who's genocided your entire race like three, three or four times. times. Yeah. The Daleks go to attack them and they kind of do some guerrilla tactics to uh, take hold of the Dalek and they push them into the into the molten ice pool. And apparently the shock of how, just how cold it is killed the Daleks inside the shell instantly. And they're like, all right, perfect. Now for phase two of my plan. And then they wade into the molten <laughs> ice pool and pull the Dalek out. I'm like, is it deadly to the touch or not? <laughs> I'm. It's bugging the shit out of me. It's ju- it's just the Daleks. The Daleks can't handle like 30 degree water. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like every single time the group splits up, Joe and Laptop. That that was the name I gave him. Joe and Thirsty Dalek. <laughs> thirsty. Dalek. There's an idea. A thirsty Dalek. Um, Joe and Thirsty Thal are just always pushed together. Like, anytime they're split up, it's like, Joe and Laptop, go over that way. And I'm like, can we not? Can we please not? This is not going to happen. (laughs) And then Wester sacrifices himself to, like, preemptively do the bacteria so that it can't be released. Otherwise, it will kill the Daleks as well. And I was like... I liked Wester. I'm disappointed that he's dead. And then he became visible again, which is apparently a thing that happens to Spiridons, is that when you die, you become visible. <laughs> and, uh, gosh, he was ugly. I wish he'd stayed invisible. <laughs> Man, Wester, I really liked you until I realized you were ugly. Now I kind of want to exterminate your whole race. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, that episode six. <laughs> The group runs from the Daleks and manages to get to the elevator just fine. They get down to the chamber and see the Dalek army. They are active, but basically docile. The Doctor plans to blow a hole in the wall and flood the chamber with molten ice. The Gold Dalek shows up and is pissed with everyone about how terribly the plan is going. He realizes the alien causing them trouble is the Doctor. They successfully blow the chamber and escape. The Thals use the Dalek ship to return to Skaro. Laptop thinks he and Joe have chemistry for some reason, but she turns him... but she turns down his offer to go to Skaro. The Doctor and Joe go back to the TARDIS, and he is shocked to learn that she wants to go back to Earth, but agrees to take her home anyway. I'm now picturing a scenario in which <laughs> Laptop asks Joe to go back to Skaro with him, and the Doctor's just like behind Laptop, just going like, No! Don't do it! Skaro sucks! <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you want this, but worse? <laughs> it's basically Scaro. Oh, and uh, another callback to the Daleks, because Rebecca is the only one small enough to actually fit into one of the Dalek shells for the plan to work. And uh, so she's in the Dalek, like, piloting it, which is another thing that happened in the Daleks. So there you go. Look at that. And then, you know, we pointed this out at the at the very top. They're found out at the at the end of the last episode. And it's like, wait, you're not you're not Spyrodons. So they just kind of like throw the the furs over the Dalek. And he's like, oh, I'm I, my vision is impaired. I cannot see. Then they run away and more Daleks chase after them. And again, they seem to forget that guns are a long range weapon and they could just shoot them. Just shoot them. <laughs> and then we get to the part of the episode that literally had Mac about to pass out. They were laughing so hard. I fucking died. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> they need to take the elevator down to where all the Daleks are. And one of the Thals asks the doctor, how far down do we go? And he says, down to the arsenal. With his accent, it sounds like, down to the asshole. (laughs) And I fucking died, because it just took me by complete surprise. And I, yeah, I was just, (laughs) how far down do we go? Down to the asshole. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of where they go. (laughs) Kind of. Oh, but uh, that might have to be the intro to this yeah. just so people really know what it is like i was thinking of other moments that were like a little bit more poignant or a little bit more good but i think i had to do down to the asshole yeah, down to the asshole <laughs> then we're reminded oh yeah the daleks are trying to become invisible i forgot that's why they were here oh yeah um because Rebecca makes the comment of like if they if they can achieve invisibility they'll be unstoppable and i make the point that even if the Daleks could become invisible, their stealth capabilities would kind of be completely ruined by their inability to shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I will exterminate you invisibly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, they're in the exact same room they were in before, and the Daleks are trying to get their way through the door that they've apparently repaired since the last time they cut through the door. <laughs> Their repairman is, like, on point. Like, he he replaced that door very fast. And then the Supreme Dalek shows up. Supreme Dalek looks dumb. Yeah. He looks very, very dumb. He's he, got lights sticking off his head that makes it look like he has pigtails. Yeah, I was gonna say he looks like a, a yellow bunny rabbit because his yeah. lights are just, like, s- straight up, and he's bright yellow, and his eyeball flashes when he talks, which is super distracting. Yeah, it does. Get used to that, because I'm pretty sure that's actually going to be a common feature oh, of the no. Daleks. And yeah, and then they, like, drop the bomb that they were going to place, and the Doctor has, like, go down into the hornet's nest of Daleks that are slowly waking up uh, to, like, get the bomb. And I was like, at first I was like, why are, why are none of them freaking out that someone's down there? And then I realized, oh, they're... They're super sleepy. They're, sleepy. They're, they're so groggy because they just woke up from their little nap nap. But then the doctor explains, like, yeah, we're going to blow a hole in the wall and, like, the molten ice is going to rush in and, like, trap them. And then one of them says, but that won't kill them, except we've seen it kill two of them at yeah, least. Yeah, we've seen that it will definitely and, kill them. But it will at least take a couple hundred years to thaw them out. I was like, no, you killed them. It, it should, the shock to the system, especially to Daleks who are just waking up. It should kill them. Whatever. Again, the molten ice thing is very inconsistent. And then they set off the bomb before getting out, which was very smart of them. Then after they escaped and the Thals are going to take the Dalek ship to go back to Skaro, at which point it will enter Skaro atmosphere and the Thals will think it's a Skaro ship and And shoot it down. blow it out of the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, Anyway, as they're saying their goodbyes, Rebek and leader thal like are like shaking the doctor's hands and saying goodbye and everything i was like so you do know how to shake hands okay (laughs) Wattep was just playing dumb to touch joe i was very relieved that joe didn't go with thirsty thal because i'm like that that would have been on par with vicky i feel like had me nervous yeah To be fair to her, though, she would have fit in very well with the Thals. <laughs> it's true. And and I understand why he wants to bring her in, because, A, she has blonde hair and blue eyes, 
so she'll fit in. But also, it's new blood for the gene pool because it's been very <laughs> stagnant for very gen- for a lot of generations. And then, as they were trying to get back to the TARDIS, Joe tripped. And I don't know what the point of that was because they she just immediately got back up and then left. I think Terry Nation was like, "We still trip them, right? They still trip when they run." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So the, I'll, the ladies still fall down. I'll write in a quick trip. <laughs> Three space and time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's funny how Joe is just like, "There's only one little planet I want to go to," and she pushes a couple buttons and Earth comes up on the scanner and Docs is like, "Ugh." why (laughs) it's like Like, that's just one planet i want to go to and it comes up and the doctor's like but joe that's earth (laughs) why would you want to go there the brigadier is there why would you want to go there (laughs) and then episode ends yeah um the doctor says well home it is and he presses a button and i cannot wait for that to only be technically true (laughs) i cannot wait for him to say joe you said earth you didn't say when you're cool with 1300 right <laughs> yeah okay well cool. trivia trivia let's do it all right barry letts insisted on the inclusion of the character rebeck because they really wanted more variety in the cast and to also to appeal to the female audience members it's like a bit of a sausage fest this episode let's include a female thal you'll love this originally episode four was going to end with all of the thal characters being massacred by the daleks <laughs> <laughs> but then the script editor terence dix uh, asked Terry Nation to change it because apparently the show had started receiving a lot of criticisms from parents of the show's violent content. <laughs> nah. So, go so, back but, to the massacre. But I, but I do so many violent massacres in my episode. We're like, we know, Terry Nation. We know. We know. But that's the problem. You're going to have to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> Terry Nation had absolutely no idea how many Dalek models the studio had access to when he was writing the script. So uh, he limited Rebeck as the only one who disguised herself as a Dalek, but he originally planned on more of them in Dalek shells to sneak into the fortress. But he was like, I genuinely don't know if we can do that. So I'm just <laughs> going to have one just in case. Terry Nation also named the character Rebeck after his daughter, Rebecca. Makes sense. Terry Nation Im- introduced the Supreme Dalek in response to the Dalek Emperor introduced in Evil of the Daleks. Which Terry Nation fucking hated. He hated the Dalek Emperor. So he's like, no, 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 no. The Supreme Dalek is even higher than the Dalek Emperor. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's that's trivia. Final thoughts. Uh, yeah, it was still pretty good. It, the pacing, though, slowed down in the middle episodes. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish more Thals got killed. Yeah. Very much on the Terry Nation side of, like, they should have been massacred largely. Yeah, there probably should have been, like... Yeah, at least two more. Maybe one or two survivors. Yeah. I was kind of... I was really hoping Thirsty Thaw was going to die, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I hated the Thirsty Thaw B-plot. Yeah. Hard to even call it a B-plot. It was barely <laughs> there. <laughs> but th- those are more minor gripes, because, like, the episode overall was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, it will probably end up in my top five, I imagine. Yeah. Any complaints I have about the episode is very, very minor. Like, the inconsistency of the molten ice. That was... Like, it's dumb, but it's not, like, enough to kill the episode for me. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked the episode, and you were right. It slowed pretty significantly in the, in the latter half. I liked all the callbacks to the earlier episodes. Made me feel, like, rewarded as a fan for paying attention. Terry Nation, so far, has been the best at making a good setting. Mm-hmm. More than any other writer in the show so far that I've noticed, unless I'm... Yeah, I can't really think of any others that I'm like, ooh, the setting was good, other than Kaze of Marinus. So, so yeah. I like this episode. It's currently my number five spot. Let's see if it goes up higher or lower. Who knows? That happens a lot with this this Doctor. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the podcast, the best thing to do is give us five stars and tell your friends about us. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, all the major podcast things. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at Quick Trip Podcast. You can also check out Mac's YouTube channel, Mac the Map, where they do insightful videos about video games. And join us next time on a quick trip through space and time, in which we watch another environmentalist episode and the season 10 finale in The Green Death. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Hard to tell.
So, um, the doctor, so the doctor and, uh, prisoner Thal, uh, Mona? She wants to be on the podcast. She wants to be on the podcast. She's like, oh, good, you're still still here. Oh, thank God, I have thoughts. Here, I'm gonna give her, like, treats. Maybe that'll help her shut up. giving you these treats as a preemptive reward for shutting the fuck up while we're recording. 